In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Good morning, Atlanta. It's Super Bowl Day. Jack, how are you, buddy? Hungover. Mate, what are the rules? <laughs> You've, I, I nearly had to give you two yellow cards this morning. Number one, you turn up on the podcast semi-naked. And number two, you're hungover, mate. You know the rules. No being hungover on the show. I'm good. I'm good. Game face today. Let's pull it out of the bag. Let's deliver. It's Super Bowl day, so uh, we're finally going to talk about Super Bowl. We haven't discussed it, really, because, hey, we're more interested in the Browns and what's going on in the Super Bowl, so we'll cover the Super Bowl in full next year when Cleveland's on their way. Or, we've been talking this week, Jack, we may even go out there. That is a potential little yeah. trip to Miami. Excellent. And, uh, Jack, what are you doing for Super Bowl, mate? So I'm having a party of mine. I've got a load of mates coming around. We've got all sorts of food. We've got pizza. We've got pulled pork nachos, dips, ribs, chicken, wings, onion rings, wedgies. There might be some more coming. Um, there's loads of it. I love it. What are you up to? I've been invited to the official NFL UK party, mate. Ooh. Ooh. So yeah, so um, it should be fun. <laughs> uh, have you have you uh, cancelled work tomorrow or yep I booked work off um, two days I make sure I book off I book off the Friday of draft um, and then I book off the Monday for Super Bowl I'm afraid to say I am the boss and I have to go in mate so I'll be at work at 8.30 tomorrow morning ouch are you going to try and get some um, what is it going to be about four five four hours sleep or are you just going to uh, stay up all night no, I'll definitely get some sleep. I'll be tired, mate. But I did have a lie in this morning on and the view that I'm going to have a good night's sleep. So anyway, mate, what are your Super Bowl predictions? Um, the Patriots are going to win. I think Sean McVay at some point is going to make a howling error. i not going for it on fourth and one or something like that. I think we're going to see something big. So I'm going to go 34-27. To the Pats. Excellent, mate. I'm going to go with 21-20 to the Rams, mate. Because this is a surprise. Yeah, if I lose this bet, mate, I've got to um, go through the centre of London on a horse in a cowboy outfit with Amy slapping my ass, basically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just need I need the Rams to win tonight. So uh, yeah, that's it, really. No, um, I, I'm really, the one player out there I'm cheering to make sure he goes and gets his ring is uh, Jason McCordy. Obviously, um, came out the end of last season and criticised Hugh publicly for the way he treats his players, the way he said there was no talent on the roster. And then uh, when Hugh was staying, obviously he had to go. So the announcement was that he was getting cut. I tweeted at that time, make sure you go um, join the Patriots with your brother and go get a ring. And uh, lo and behold, it could be right. So uh, even before the news was that he was getting traded rather than cut, I was already on there with that tweet. So uh, 
I've got the receipt. You can go check it out. I know you don't like talking about this. Josh Gordon. Yeah, he's uh, on the road to recovery. So he's just come out while we're doing this podcast. While the Patriots play in Super Bowl, um, suspended wide receiver Josh Gordon will watch from an inpatient rehab facility in FLA. I don't know where that is. Um, After some of his darkest times in New England, he's now making progress. And that was from Rap Sheet. Always good follow, guys. Um, I have my uh, notifications on with Rap Sheet. You get some great stuff. How do you feel if Josh Gordon gets the Super Bowl ring? Doesn't bother me. The minute we trade him, um, uh, that's it done. Once a player leaves the Patriots, they leave. Um, Some of them, yeah, like Jason McCordy did good work. So I I cheer and want him to be successful as an individual. But it doesn't bother me. Um, So be it. Excellent. Have you seen the Mayfield and Brady commercial? I haven't watched it with audio yet. I've literally seen the second where Brady turns to Mayfield, but that is all I've seen. So what did you make of it? Yeah, really good, man. I thought it was a good uh, good bit of banter. I I do like everything that Mayfield does outside of football. I think it's a nice balance, Uh, high impact. Yeah, good. I think he said, uh, Brady said to Mayfield, that's why we don't run. Basically, so uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it was uh, funny. It was good, and uh, that brings me nicely onto the next uh, subject. Baker Mayfield didn't get it, mate. Yeah, he got snubbed. Um, it's disappointing because I thought this one he'd get, um, but it, it is just the way it is. It's, uh, they're talking about Barkley deserved it because he rewrote the records for the Giants. Well, Baker Mayfield rewrote the records for the NFL at a much more important position. Next up, we'll probably give the kicker a rookie kicker next year because, quite frankly, the difference between a running back and a kicker is minimal in terms of wins. Um, <laughs> All right, Jack, calm down, mate. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, I hear what you're saying. Uh, yeah, I was annoyed a lot, you know, especially because Baker Mayfield won seven weeks and um, Barkley only won one and he's got the player of the year, he's got offensive of the year. And that's kind of why I did the Pepsi advert or the Pepsi uh, joke with Coca-Cola this week video. Um, It was just a bit of fun and uh, hopefully I got my point across that, yeah, I won't be ordering uh, uh, Coke anymore. I won't be ordering Pepsi anymore with my uh, Jack and Coke. Uh, It's it's one of them that it's the... It's the frustration that people just look at the top stats in terms of yards and then go, oh, he's really good. If you actually start looking at advanced metrics, both Gurley and Saquon Barkley have not had great years as running backs. Um, If you look at the numbers on missed tackles, on um, stuff to do with how they're running, a lot of Gurley's running was against light boxes. So people get excited about the wrong things. It's really important as fans that you go and delve deeper into the stats. Don't just look at yardage and go, oh, this guy's good because that really doesn't tell you anything. Um, a running back can have a thousand rushes for a thousand yards. That Compare that to a guy that has 50 rushes and gets a thousand yards. He's obviously going to be a lot better. Yeah. Anyway, we've got to move forward, haven't we? The good th- actually, the good twist on this is What's it going to do to Baker Mayfield, Jack, not winning that? Um, quite frankly, I don't think it makes that much difference because he's got so much ammunition already of all these people saying he was undraftable and stuff. So it just keeps building the beast. But uh, hey, he can, he can, his aim now is to beat Barkley to the MVP. 
yeah, definitely. I, I think it's another, another layer of hate and frustration, which next year is going to make him even more explosive. All right. Anything else you want to talk about Super Bowl before we move on or Mayfield or? I'm, I'm looking forward to next year. But uh, the one thing about the award ceremony, they had a comedian doing it this year. So I think we should set up the campaign for Stephen Thomas, a.k.a. Brown's Daily Mock Draft, to host it next year. Uh, mate, wasn't Steve doing it last night? No. Oh, that was Steve Harvey. Yeah. I'm on about Stephen Thomas, at Brown's Daily Mock Draft. He's was, a legend. Go follow him. That was a bit of humour, Jack. But anyway, um, all right, great. You're not and, a comedian. I am, <laughs> secretly. And keeping on with the Browns, what do you think about uh, Pryor? Uh, um, I think it's a f- fair statement. And I, th- I think from that point, um, the off-season when it happened, um, it was pretty obvious. Because th- they made the offer that I think was exactly the same contract that then went to Kenny Britt. Um, he basically just turned it down um, and said, no, I'm, I'm going out to look at other offers. Um, and then came back later in that uh, free agency period and basically said, oh, yeah, I'll have that deal. And we'd already given that deal to someone else and that was done. So, yeah, it's, it's on him. Um, the Browns wanted to re-sign him. Sashi and uh, the front office wanted to keep him. Um, Hugh wanted to keep him. But, hey, he, uh, he screwed up and uh, it's his job to live with it. Yeah, agree. Um, at the time... I was like, why, why move? But I think he wanted to make the gamble. He was poorly advised and went for that gamble. The one year, I think it was a one-year contract. And yeah, it hasn't paid off. So uh, top tip, anyone, any other players listen to this now? When you get the opportunity later in your career to stay with the Browns or leave, stay. And um, I think rest of the week, mate, my wish list versus your wish list. Do you know what the results were, Jack? I want to recount. 71% voted for my wish list uh, over yours, Jack. And I, I think it was because I probably saved more money on the cap space than you. And that's why they liked my uh, wish list more than money-hungry Jack Duffin. Well, when I'm get, we're getting responses like at Flint521466 with any roster that doesn't have Sefta Valve on it is the one for me. <laughs> it's just people voting for you because I had Sefta Valve on the roster as a backup slot receiver. It's, uh, it's a crazy world, but uh, fair play, mate. You've won that one. But uh, there's some good, new- good news came out this week. Uh, Brent Sibleski did a piece about Trey Flowers um, and what he reckons it's going to cost. He's put, I think it was 15 to 19 million. I'm still going somewhere between 45 to 50 million, three-year deal, 30 million guaranteed. Let's get it done. And that is my man. When he comes, I will be over the moon. We will have the best pass rushing tandem in the NFL. Who did you want last year? John Hansky or something? Last year? It was a player that you kept on going on about. You had a man crush with. Han- uh, in the draft? No, in the um, free agent. Um, Hank Hawkins? Hankins? Or- oh, Jonathan Hankins. That was a free yeah. agent pickup, yeah. He, he, he's not the same level. Trey Flowers yeah. is like the legit up there in the top five pass rushers in the NFL. Um, he had a better year this year than Miles Garrett did. So that is the level of player we're looking to bring in. And then one of the two whichever one it is, or they might rotate it, will flip to a left defensive end. And obviously, if you're up against right tackle, it's going to be easier than generally playing against the left tackle. So uh, 
it will be exciting seeing that front. Um, and then you've got my, uh, you've got Larry Ogunjobi inside. You had that three tech, um, whichever way it's coming, and you have an insane start. But it's about having that depth and rotation as well. Here we go, Jack. Who is your draft pick number 17 this week? This week, I'm going with Washington State offensive tackle Andre Dillard. Um, I just, I'm, I'm getting more and more of the mind that we, if we get flowers in free agency, I think we'll go offensive tackle. We've got some serious positions we need to fix ahead of next year, and uh, that's one of them. I'm going with Ed Oliver. His stock is dro- dropping very quickly, and I think we may just pick him up at 17. How do you feel about that, Jack? Um, I, I think there's some potential. I think it's a gamble because um, size and stuff like that. I think he's he's got the potential to be up there with some of the best three techs in the uh, NFL. Um, personally, I'm never a fan of taking a defensive tackle. I think it's one of them positions where you look at what New England and other teams have done. You can get decent production without putting in maximum um, investment. So uh, I, I would look towards um, addressing it in round two or round three um, and maybe bringing in a free agent, whether it's Phelan. Um, there's a few other names getting mentioned now. So um, I'd look to do that. All right, Jack, it's it. we're at number 16. It goes to number 17, and Ed Oliver's on the board. Gun to your head, do you take him or not? No, I take an offensive tackle. Okay. Uh, for me, there's, there's five positions I draft in the um, first round. Um, Let me guess it for you. Go on. Quarterback. Yep. Defensive end. Yep. Cornerback. Yep. Ah, oh, shit. Now it gets a bit tougher. Um, what position did I just want to draft? Uh, tackle. Okay. Offensive tackle. And so they're the sort of accepted four, and they were the four on the guardrails um, piece out from the Browns. The one other position I really like. Kicker. I'm joking. <laughs> and it wouldn't uh, be at the top, so I wouldn't look to invest sort of a top 10, top 15 pick, but uh, I would always like to invest in them early. Mm, let me think who what could it be I bet the guests are calling out just like come on Paul we know it's this position just drop that name safety no it's it's, it's tight end um, and oh, really? yeah because for me they're the five positions if I get an elite player I consider paying him um, and my issue is if you have that elite wide receiver if you then end up paying him you're giving up a massive percentage of the um, salary cap. Whereas to pay the top tight ends, you could have the sort of the the best wide receiver in the NFL, or you could have Gronk and Kelsey. And my view is I'd much rather build that elite team with two top, top tight ends um, and then just let them feast. Jack, if we take a tight end at 17, how would you feel? I'd be really good because if we're taking a tight end early, it means one thing's definite in a year's time. Jarvis Landry will be gone because if you move into a two tight end set, you're then going to have two wide receivers on the outside and that won't be Jarvis. So um, I really wanted us to get, um, who's the guy that went to Miami um, tight end last year? Uh, Mike Kosecki. Um, That was my dream to have in Joku and Kosecki either side of the uh, tackles just ripping up the NFL um, obviously once we traded for 
Landry, I thought it was more or less the dream of Mike Kosecki was dead. Yeah. He um he dropped quite a lot down the um draft, didn't he? I, if I remember correctly, I, he was available um quite late on. Or my... I think he went in the top 10 in the second round. Um, he was never going to be a, fir- a first-round talent. He was one of them players that I was hoping we'd uh, get at the top of the second um, and use him picks a little bit better. But, uh, hey, it's what it is. And, uh, I must admit, watching him at the Combine, uh, yeah, he did look um, he oh, he's a freak. really good. Absolute yeah. Mate, freak. He got drafted in the second round with the 46th pick. Nearly no, right. 42nd, 42nd pick. Sorry. 42nd, oh, it was top 10. See, there's some knowledge for you. I don't know how I'll remember that. Okay, great. And uh, Jack, thank you very much for the uh, T-shirt, mate. No worries, buddy. Um, so, guys, we've got customised um, Browns, well, Paul Brown podcast T-shirts. So if you go over to mine or Paul's Twitter, you'll be able to see them. Uh, names on the back. And then, uh, no, they look awesome. So we're hoping by the end of February to have um, some stuff on an online store um, for you guys to purchase if you want it. Yeah, me and Jack are going head-to-head to this in a battle. Uh, I want the uh, Chinese uh, 1,000 T-shirts and Jack wants the non-managing uh, online uh, portal. So, uh, yeah, uh, we're having a board meeting to discuss it and uh, it may evolve a few bud, bud lights to uh, work out who's the, uh, which route we're going to go down. Uh, other things that are happening on the show this week. Went to Spain. So, Jack, are you ready to do your uh, Spanish commentary? No hablo inglés. Okay, good answer. And um, You do know what I just said. Uh, you don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the few phrases of Spanish that I know. Yeah, and uh, uh, we launched a new show this week with uh, uh, GVR. That was cool. And ne- you enjoyed the podcast, mate. I didn't talk I much did. L and we you enjoyed the podcast you texted me telling me that it was uh it, it was enjoyable it was a lot of insight and stuff so uh, i thought it was nice yeah i'd, I'd like to like to just up the nfl content a little bit but uh no it was good well we're not talking about the super bowl for like weeks on end so it was nice to have something non-browns uh on our well we did talk about browns and um next week a date for your diary wednesday night it's the opportunity for our fans to come onto the podcast to finish up the season. So we will do a show on Wednesday, I believe, which will be around six o'clock Cleveland time, 11 o'clock London time. And we will uh, be giving you all logins privately because in case there's too many people want to come on the show and give you the opportunity to ask us some questions. And just, it's a crazy idea, Jack. I know you're not 100% behind it, but we're going to give it a go. We'll see what happens. That's a polite Jack saying he's not too sure about it. I think you're mad, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Some of the uh, best ideas I've had have been mad ideas. So, uh, no. And if you've got any ideas, guys, of um, guests you'd like to get on, of um, show ideas, especially for the uh, off-season, because we've had some cracking ideas come in from um, some of our listeners and um, guests that have come on. So we've got some really nice stuff in the pipeline, but we're always looking for some new ideas because we like to keep it fresh. We like to go a little bit crazy. Um, and uh, yeah, let's mix it up, guys. One thing we haven't done yet, Jack, is our Jan- we didn't do our January live show. So oh, you did it in- we did it on the new mics at my house. But um, yeah, February, we need a live podcast location in London. 
So, uh, yeah, anyone listening got a crazy idea for us where to do the podcast? Once a month, we want to get out on the streets of London or maybe Europe or even in America and do one podcast live somewhere. So, got any ideas? Let us know. Last thing and not least, Instagram. I'm growing that at the moment. So, if you don't follow me on Instagram, please, Paul Brown underscore UK. And Jack, to final up, anything you want to say? Um, just a massive thank you, guys. Um, we hit another record month this month, and it, it's really nice, the growth. Um, when we first did this, it was the dream of, can we get 100 listeners to uh, listen to one show? And that just feels like years ago now. Um, so, no, massive thank you to you guys for your support, for listening, subscribing, and just make sure if you go and hit that five-star button. It's been incredibly um, great from us and we get lots of uh positive responses um that get sent to paul and he shares them with me so it's uh, it's really really nice guys thank you so much for listening um i i really mean that it's, it's been such an awesome experience yeah we're the only cleveland browns podcast 365 days of the year and uh no adverts so all we ask in return is shares retweets uh comments anything just to try and keep it as interactive as possible yep that's it just guys remember baker mayfield is feeling dangerous especially after losing that award so welcome to the danger zone